WTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Millions of Americans face being forced from their homes with the midnight Saturday night expiration of the moratorium on evictions during the pandemic. On Capitol Hill, some angry lawmakers say they were blindsided when President Biden called them at the last minute to try and provide a solution. National Institutes of Health says federal guidance using rather urging vaccinated people to wear masks indoors in communities of high spread is aimed at mostly protecting the unvaccinated. Officials say masks, though, no substitute for getting the vaccination. Alleged gambling in the NHL, San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane has sharply denied allegations. His wife has made on social media that he has bet on NHL games. This is SRN News. Larry Elder might be out, but Carl Jackson is holding it down. I can't stand counting on Joe Manchin. Um, I think we're going to do well in 2022. I suspect that we'll win back the House. The Senate is an uphill battle. uh, But given the fact that Democrats are acting as if they have a mandate, I think the Republican Party is going to pose a threat. The question is, what type of candidates will we get? Will we get Larry Elders? Hopefully so. The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Your forecast for today, we're looking at area smoke with a high of 79 moving into a low of 59 for tonight. Tomorrow, area smoke continued with a high of 82 and a low of 62. AM 1280, The Patriot, in partnership with Inspiration Tours, presents the Stand With Israel Tour. Embark with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel. The Stand With Israel Tour, October 27th through November 5th. Join your fellow Patriots by signing up today. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And I am live streaming the broadcast at our Facebook page right now. So if you would like to uh, comment on that uh, comment thread as well, at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Feel free to do so. Always good to see our friend Wild Wilson. He's always uh, checking in and uh, says uh, says hello. Nice smile and joys. I uh, appreciate that, Wilson. I don't know which segment to, uh, Wild, I don't know which segment you're talking about, but uh, we always like to bring the smile and the joy to this <laughs> to this broadcast, that's for sure. Isn't that our motto? Uh, anyways, we are honored at this time to welcome back to the broadcast uh, Phil Kirpin, he, the president of American Commitment. You can check out their fine website, by the way, AmericanCommitment.org. 
Uh, they're an organization dedicated to restoring and protecting the American commitment to free markets, economic growth, constitutionally limited government, property rights, and individual freedom. Last time we had Phil on, we were talking about uh, all of the uh, calamities that were ensuing because of government-mandated COVID uh, COVID mandates. Now that the pandemic is waning a little bit, we can focus on what is a uh, rather scary agenda that the Biden administration is putting forth. Uh, Phil Kirpin, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. How are you? I'm good. Great to be with you. So uh, we, when we last spoke, Phil, a few months ago, uh, the pandemic, the vaccine had been released. Pandemic looked to be within a few months waning. And thankfully, uh, the numbers are, are, are a lot better than we've seen. And now we could Try to get back to normal, whatever that means now. But uh, as you pointed out in a spectator piece recently, uh, a lot of the issues that are cropping up with the Biden agenda, you know, nearly $4 gas, uh, increasing health care costs, uh, the, a lot of the uh, extracurriculars buried in the COVID relief package, uh, kind of partying like it's 2009 all over again, Phil Kirpin. Well, I think we actually are dealing with an agenda that's uh, substantially more uh, left-wing even than what we saw under Obama. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the bigger challenge that we've got is that we don't have nearly the mobilization on the right that we did in the first two years of Obama because of a few things. One, I think people have been distracted by the COVID, by COVID and the associated fights against all the lockdowns, and they're very sure. sort of locally focused on their own school fights and that kind of thing. Two, I think people were exhausted from the election. And three, I think people are just generally... Uh, you know, at an exhaustion point with all of the cultural fights, everything that's gone on with the media and corporate wokeness and Black Lives Matter, and then people are just, like, exhausted of political activism on the right, and that means we don't have anything near the kind of pushback and energy that we had in the first two years of Obama. And just so people remember, they did get Obamacare through. Yep. They did get that frank through, but we, we stopped card check, which was their union bill. We stopped cap and trade, which was their big energy tax bill. And, you know, and then, of course, they lost the House quite big. And so, you know, that that sort of the Tea Party movement and the conservative activism was pretty effective. It stopped two out of the four big agenda items uh, and and then ended the Democratic majority. And, you know, I'm hoping that we can see kind of a similar energy and level of engagement, you know, to the extent possible to fight back against the Biden agenda that we're dealing with right now, because they've got an even more extreme version of the union wish list bill. It's card check plus, plus, plus. It also bans right-to-work laws, uh, bans gig work in a lot of ways, forcing people into unions, all that kind of That's already passed the House. They've got uh, Green New Deal, which is a bigger, more aggressive version of that cap-and-trade bill that failed under Obama. And so this is, it's sort of a, you know, and of course we've already got all these trillions and trillions of dollars of spending, and they want to do, you know, uh, another couple of rounds of multi-trillion dollar spending increases. And we've got 30 tax hikes in the Biden budget. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you name an issue, they're, they're probably pushing something that's pretty radical left right now. And I don't know that we have the kind of engagement we're going to need to beat that stuff. The, the one thing we have now that's a huge advantage we didn't have in the first three years of Obama is they, they don't have large majorities this time. They have a very, very small majority right. in the House, and they've got a tie in the Senate. And for that reason, some of the stuff could collapse under just the weight of you know, the Democrats' own political issues inside uh, you know, the Democratic Party. And uh, they are definitely dealing with strains right now. Um, but I do. But we've got to do a better job of engaging. Is the main point that I've been making. Yeah, that's an ex- Those are all excellent points. And as we saw from the 2020 uh, election, even though uh, Trump was defeated at the at the top of the ticket, uh, Republicans made significant gains in the House, where they were thought to be even in a further 
uh, deficit. So did you see anything in 2020, Phil Kirpin, uh, specifically among some of the uh, electorate? Like I say, the uh, Republicans got a higher share of the Hispanic vote and black vote and did better in certain blue congressional districts than they have in many, many years. Do you see anything that occurred in 2020 that they could possibly carry forward in 2022? Or uh, did you kind of see that as an anomaly, perhaps? Well, I think that we've got uh, we have an interesting situation because the Democratic Party now is largely controlled by, you know, hard left sort of ideological, ultra liberal socialists, whatever you want to call them. Right. And a lot of what they do, they do in the name of minorities with the wokeness and all that kind of stuff. But they've moved way to the left to where actual minorities are politically, right. even on those issues where they claim to be speaking for minorities. And so uh, we've got this situation now where that's turning off a lot of the kind of minority base of the party. And they're sort of looking to Republicans, especially, as you pointed out, uh, the Hispanic vote shifted pretty significantly in the direction of Republicans in the last election. Now, at the top of the ticket, you know, that was more than offset by the suburban vote that had, you know, the traditional Republican suburban vote that just didn't like Donald Trump and wasn't going to vote for him. And right. I think, you know, the big the big political question for the next election cycle is, you know, can the Republicans hold on to the gains uh, with minority voters and maybe, you know, continue to make even more inroads there? while bringing the suburbs back with Trump out of the picture. And that, I think, is going to be, you know, if they can do that, you're looking at another landslide. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe they can, maybe they can't. I mean, one of the challenges, of course, is, you know, Trump is still doing political events, and he's still out there, and he's sort of, you know, the, to the kind of person who wasn't going to vote Republican because of Donald Trump might still not vote Republican. Sure. And so I, I know it's an open question. I don't know if it can be done, but I think that's, that's the formula for a big Republican win is to, you know, keep, hold on to those minority inroads and bring the suburbs back. So a part of the uh, Biden's uh, radical agenda, and of course, as you alluded to back in uh, the 2010 midterms, the Republicans were swept in. Uh, took over the House, made a severe dent in the in the Democrats' substantial majority in the Senate because of the backlash uh, against Obamacare. Is there one specific issue that the Biden agenda is putting forward right now where you could see Republicans almost by default uh, capitalize upon that? I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. We're not as mobilized now uh, as we were, say, perhaps back in, in 2010 because of all the different things happening at the local level that you eloquently pointed out. But is there one issue of the Biden agenda that you think could maybe bring people back into the fold and say, look, we can't allow the Democrats to have one more day of control in all of Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I mean, I think the issue is, is rising prices. And I think that mm. you know almost all of the specific policy issues feed into it in different ways. And so the Green New Deal and all of the energy taxes and regulations, uh, that feeds into higher prices at the pump, which people are definitely already seeing. Sure. All of the out-of-control government spending uh, that we're seeing feeds into kind of the general rise in the price of everything. And so, you know, I think, you know, it's sort of everything that is in the Biden agenda points in the direction of higher prices. And, you know, that's a tough one for the Democrats to deal with because their whole kind of political theory of how they win is we're going to send out checks to everyone and they're going to be appreciative and vote for us. Uh, but if we can sort of point out that, you know, when you send out checks to everyone, you erode the value of the dollar pretty substantially and that's why the price of everything is going up. Look, producer prices are rising at a double-digit annual rate right now and that's going to feed through to consumer prices, which are almost there. They're at about a 9% annual rate and we've got a lot of younger people who've never really experienced the kind of 
of inflation where every time you go to the store, things are a little more expensive than they were last time. And I think that's going to be kind of a rude awakening. And, you know, of course, there's going to be some blame game and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, the party in power tends to answer for, for that kind of thing. And in this case, the challenge, the, the, the big challenge I've got is that literally every single policy they're pushing, I think, you know, feeds in the direction of higher prices. You know, one interesting point at your, your spectator.org uh, piece that you put out recently, Phil, is that uh, the capital gains tax, I remember this specifically came up as an issue during the Obama era where, uh, he, you know, he even had some pushback. I think it was, I think it may have even been Charlie Gibson of ABC News, a mainstream media outlet of all things, pushed back on Obama's plan to increase uh, the capital gains tax, and you indicated in your piece uh, that it's a, about a 28% rate is where it's been determined that it's revenue maximizing, whereas now the Biden administration is going with a 43% return. And I remember when Obama was suggesting a similar increase, it was like, you know, he almost conceded, okay, yeah, it's not going to bring any more revenue, might bring in less, but it's all in the process of fairness. Is this the Biden philosophy as well, Phil Kirpin? Like, oh, we just want to make a level of playing field, make it more fair, even though it would probably be anything but? No, I think this one's a money grab, and I'll tell you why I think that. Because, you know, the reason joint tax has always said you can't raise any more revenue when you go over 28 is they, their model says if you do that, a lot of people will hold on to assets until mm. they die and okay. the tax that way. And gotcha. so what the Biden people have done that they think is so very clever is they've said, okay, well, Let's make death a realization event for capital gains purposes, which is to say when someone dies, all of their assets would, assets would be taxed the capital gains rate. That's in addition to the, the estate tax. So it's essentially okay. a second death tax, yeah. uh, and they think that if they do that, uh, then they'll get credit from the revenue scores. Of course, you know, that in itself is a really bad policy. It's bad economically. I think it's really bad politically. You know, one of the big Republican successes of the last couple of decades is that the estate tax exemption was raised many, many times to where, you know, very few families face it anymore because the exemption's up to $10 million. Well, if you come in and say, we're going to make a second death tax with capital gains tax at death, and there's only a $1 million exemption, which is what the Biden plan has, you've suddenly put a huge number of family farms and businesses and even just regular families that maybe have a few real estate assets or whatever it might be uh, in the line of that tax. And now you've got to explain why you've decided death is a taxable event for capital gains purposes. And so I think that proposal is in some trouble. Uh, John Tester is one Democrat from Montana who said that he's against it. You know, they can't lose any Democrats and right. pass any of this stuff. And then, you know, if they lose that feature, then now they're not going to get revenue credit for the tax hike for the reason that historically, you know, they uh, haven't been able to go over 28. And so uh, I think that if there is a capital gains tax hike, it's not going to have the death tax feature. I think we're going to be able to stop that. And that probably means it's not going to go any higher than 28%. Now that said, you know, let's say he, he compromises off his 43% and they go down to 28%. Well, that might be the revenue maximizing rate from the government standpoint, but that is still very harmful for economic growth. It's not the growth maximizing rate when government takes as much money as it can. And so uh, I, I still think that would be a very destructive policy, uh, but I, I, I would be surprised if they're able to actually go uh, all the way to the 43 they've proposed. One of the alarming things that, that you know, many people have uh, sounded the alarm, uh, of course, is our, you know, our national debt. I mean, we continue to run annual deficits of, you know, on the average, probably a trillion dollars per year. And it hasn't mattered which party has been control of the White House. And you could say that going back uh, 20 years. And yet, other than when Republicans are in the minority in the House, let's just be honest about it, no one really addresses our national debt and, and uh, cutting spending 
all that seriously. I mean, is it going to get to a point in your mind, Phil Kirpin, where we just completely bottom out before we realize what a crisis this is? Because it, it's it's a dereliction of duty. No one is addressing this. Well, I think the, uh, you know, I mean, they think that they can just create, they, they think they can essentially inflate it away and they're just going to create money. And uh, you know, right. that, of course, would be the most reckless uh, way to resolve it of all because it'll come out of the pocket of every saver in the country, every, uh, you know, all of the consequences that are associated with high inflation levels. But look, I, I think that the parties have both been shockingly irresponsible in that regard, as you yes. pointed out. And the assumption has been, well, you know, great time to borrow trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars because interest rates are low, but almost all of the federal debt is relatively short term. And, you know, interest rates are not going to stay low as inflation expectations can rise. And so I am worried about our ability to finance uh, the federal debt going forward. And, you know, it, I hope that they're not going to do a multi-trillion dollar infrastructure bill with Republican fingerprints all over it to call it bipartisan because, you know, with all the trillions we've already spent on COVID, we could be reallocating those funds and maybe ideally clawing some of them back as well and easily meet all these infrastructure needs instead of piling another huge spending bill on top. Once again, we've been joined by Phil Kirp, and he, the president of American Commitment. Again, check out their fine website, find out more about their organization AmericanCommitment.org. Phil, as always, appreciate your insights. Uh, Have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, hope to catch up again in the future. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Hey there, remember me? I'm Tasha with Forever Cleaning. Here to ask, 
Aren't you tired of cleaning your office? Did you know that when you do it yourself, you are taking precious time away from doing all the things you really enjoy? Like spending time with the family, or spending the day doing absolutely nothing at all. Or better yet, taking advantage of that fishing license you keep buying every year but never seem to find the time to use. Imagine this. You getting your hooks wet, catching some dinner, and leaving the cleaning to us. Forever Cleaning aims to provide top quality service that includes trash removal, break room bathroom disinfecting, dusting, mopping, and more. So what are you waiting for? Call us today at 763-807-9817 to schedule your walkthrough or visit forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. And if you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first three months of service. So remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. He's got the Rolling Stones, he, but he only knows one song. They think they're from the 60s, but they were born in 1990. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks again for uh, Phil Kirpin spending the last segment with us. He, the president of American Commitment, again. Their website, AmericanCommitment.org. A lot of uh, big issues coming down the pike here that uh, are key 2022 issues. And, uh, yeah, you're going to want to stay up on those because it's pretty uh, scary agenda items coming through the uh, Biden administration. That is uh, to be sure. I did want to address this issue uh, with state lawmaker, regarding state lawmaker uh, John Thompson. He represents... House District 67A, which is uh, most of the east side of St. Paul. If you go, like, from Larpenter Avenue south all the way down to East 7th and then, like, in between, I don't know, McKnight Road, Highway 61, kind of that general area. If you're within that general area, you are represented by John Thompson. Uh, This is from the WCCO-TV News website. A Minnesota state lawmaker said he was racially profiled during a traffic stop in St. Paul on the 4th of July that resulted in a ticket for driving with a suspended license. The city's police chief disputes those claims, calling the encounter by the books. St. Paul police pulled over DFL State Rep. John Thompson, who represents parts of the capital city, early Sunday morning for missing a front license plate uh, police records show. He was then cited for driving with a suspended license. Doug Neville, spokesman, for the Minnesota Department of Public Safety said the license was revoked in April 2019 for failing to pay child support. Driving privileges were reinstated days later on Wednesday after Thompson resolved the issue, Neville said. So the 4th of July was on Sunday. He paid his child support, his outstanding child support, which causes Minnesota license to be suspended, and then his license was uh, reinstated. For, a gov- for government agencies, Department of Public Safety in Ramsey, you know, Ramsey County, probably it's under their purview, I imagine, the child support payments. And the Department of Public Safety, which is a state uh, government agency, they got that resolved in three days? Talk about your urban progressive privilege. That kind of seems to be a theme here. Our friend Mitch Berg dubbed, came up with that phrase, uh, urban progressive privilege, where as long as you're an urban progressive things you do and say are largely discounted or not covered widely by the media because you support the right uh, political causes, right pet issues. 
Uh, by the way, Jack Tomzak, my uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague and friend, uh, he hosts the Northern Alliance uh, show, the Jack Tomzak show, obviously, Saturdays, 3 to 5. Definitely check out Jack's podcast from the 4 o'clock hour of yesterday's show where he had on Representative Eric Lucero. They did a deep dive into this uh, particular issue because when Representative Thompson was pulled over, he had a suspended Minnesota license. However, he had a Wisconsin driver's license, which he renewed in November of 2020, the year, or excuse me, the month the last election took place. So then a lot of people are speculating, wait a minute, he's eligible for a Wisconsin license, driver's license? How does that happen if he lives in St. Paul? Because as a state representative, you, oh, I don't know, have to live in the district you represent? But he's living in Wisconsin? Now, Jack did a deep dive on how it is possible you can have a Wisconsin license while actually having your actual residence in a different state. So definitely check out Jack's podcast. He did a deep dive into that. It was very well done. Uh, He and Representative Eric Lucero, who, by the way, uh, on the House floor a couple of weeks ago, was cited a racist by John Thompson. So this seems to be John Thompson's M.O. Uh, He accused the officer who pulled him over, the sergeant in question, of racial profiling. Yeah, he said he was racially profiled driving while black, and that's why he pulled over. Now, you have to have a, a front license plate uh, on your on your vehicle, and if you don't, then you're, uh, you're cited for it. And uh, Todd Axtell, uh, he is the uh, St. Paul police chief. He uh, came out with a, uh, a statement indicating that... Um, you know, Thompson was very irresponsible in um, pointing out that this was race-related. And I'm trying to find the, uh, uh, yeah, here's the, uh, I'll read the quick, the uh, statement by uh, Todd Axtell, who um, obviously took exception to Thompson's accusation of being uh, stopped, um, or excuse me, uh, being pulled over because, he was uh, driving while black. And God, doggone it, I keep losing, I, I, I keep trying to link to the story or open up the story, and my page keeps refreshing and going away with that. I apologize, folks. Uh, technology issues here. Yeah, this is St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell. On Sunday, July 4, one of our sergeants working a traffic safety detail stopped a state representative for driving without a front license plate on his vehicle, which is unlawful in the state of Minnesota. Two days later, I was shocked to hear the driver accuse the sergeant of making the stop based on race. These aren't accusations I take lightly, so I looked into the traffic stop, watched the body-worn camera footage, and spoke to the sergeant. This stop, made at 1.20 in the morning, had absolutely nothing to do with the driver's race. What it did involve was a public servant doing what the community asks of him. He was working a Toward Zero Deaths, or TZD, Traffic Safety Detail, which is a grant-funded initiative administered by the state of Minnesota. One of its goals is to ensure compliance with traffic laws. Simply put, the traffic stop was by the books. What happened afterwards was anything but. I am dismayed and disappointed by the state representative's response to the stop. Rather than taking responsibility for his own decisions and actions, he attempted to deflect, cast aspersions, and deny any wrongdoing. 
At the St. Paul Police Department, we work hard to be fair, to treat everyone with respect, and to lead by example. We also take responsibility for our actions. When we make mistakes, we own them and try to fix them. It's what our community expects of its public servants. The driver, an elected official who does not dispute driving without a front license plate, owes our sergeant an apology. Well, you got to remember, this is the same guy when he was campaigning for House in 2020. Went up to Lieutenant Bob Kroll's home in Hugo, Minnesota. Lieutenant Bob Kroll, who was the head of the Minneapolis Police Department Union, and basically brought a bunch of protesters up there and screamed at neighbors who were looking at them, why all these people converging on this house in our neighborhood, and started yelling Effenheimers at the neighbors, including kids. Okay? So you aren't going to get an apology out of John Thompson, I have a feeling. Uh, And here's the interesting thing. You know, the Todd Axel invoked the body cam footage. Uh, According to Tom Hauser, KSTP, the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, demands Representative John Thompson allow body cam uh, video released of his traffic stop last week when he claims he was racially profiled. However, Thompson will not allow the release as he is allowed to prohibit under state law. Imagine that. You know what? If there is incontrovertible proof that you were racially profiled and you're going to throw that charge out there, why wouldn't you want the body cam footage released? Uh, Hauser goes on to say, uh, or excuse me, he quotes uh, the Minneapolis Peace Officers Association, Brian Peters of that organization. Uh, Representative Thompson's signature issue at the state legislature was, drumroll please, advocating for rapid release of police officers' body camera footage. How about that? Yet he doesn't want it released. So, um, shameful episode. There's going to be a lot more research into this. Namely, does John Thompson even live in St. Paul? Or does he live in the at the address that's on his Wisconsin driver's license? More to come on this, that's for sure. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. My company is the only one of its kind that provides you with bids on home improvement projects from multiple contractors after one short meeting with me. Hi, it's Ryan with my three quotes. Patriot listeners have been contacting me to find out all the projects I can help them handle. Let's start with doors and windows. Whether you're looking at big brands like Marvin, Anderson, Pella, or local vinyl brands, I can get you the best prices and installers to take care of your needs. And I can't stress how many people have saved thousands of dollars from previous bids they got. Then there's siding. Whether it's James Hardy, LP SmartSide, steel, or vinyl, I can help you design and get the best value in beautifying the exterior of your home. Soffit, fascia, and gutters can also accent any siding project. For roofing, I work with all the major brands of asphalt shingles, and yes, I'm happy to get you quotes on any approved storm damage. For the easiest way to get the most competitive bids with one simple meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com to set an appointment. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Views also presents a quick quiz about vapor products. Which vape has liquids blended in the USA? Which vape's pods come in tamper-evident packaging? And which vape is sold at reputable retailers? If you guessed Views Alto, Views Alto, and Views Alto, guess what? You're right. Get to know Views Alto at Views.com and get it in store. Views. Charge beyond. Underage sale prohibited. Website restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. Arby's Computer Service. 
You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show. Uh, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And if you go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You can also see our live stream of the broadcast. And if you want to get Greg's microphone up, we'd appreciate oh. that. <laughs> it's not your fault, Greg, but we okay. guess we get <laughs> And uh, wave to the camera, Greg. You're oh, on camera. Yeah, right? all right. We're on camera. Oh, wait. Yeah. Left hand is the right hand. Yeah. Way cool on video. This is all right. I like it. Yeah, we have our technology wonk has returned, Greg Scott. Uh, anytime <laughs> there's a high-profile uh, hacking incident or something askew with technology, we always <laughs> have to have Greg come on. And uh, we talked a little bit about the ransomware attacks that have been taking place uh, recently, another big one uh, that has come up that uh, Greg wants to uh, chat about. Uh, Greg, always always an honor to have you in the broadcast. By the way, honored to be here. How man. are you? I'm doing I'm doing real well. Thanks okay. for keeping keeping me here. Absolutely, I'll, I'll keep coming back as long as you keep inviting me. Well, now we talked about the uh, Colonial Pipeline uh, ransomware attack that took place within the last uh, couple three months, whenever that was, and mm-hmm. uh, basically the type of virus attack hack, whatever you want to call it, ransomware kind of is what the description is in that you have to pay up a ransom in order to yeah. get your stuff back. Is that basically it, Greg Scott? A bad guy invades your network, scrambles your files, and then if you pay them money, they'll unscramble your files. That's the gist of it. And if you pay them money, they say, eh, we could maybe use a little bit more because, you know, it's a kind of an under-the-table type deal, so it's not like it's a, well, yeah, there's yeah. sworn to any binding contract, Greg Scott. There's yeah. checks and balances, though. You yeah. got you have to you have to follow the reasoning through, and this is, this is kind of left-handed. So I'm an attacker. I'm a bad guy. You're a good guy. So I attack you. I, somehow I attack you. I scramble your files, and I copy your secret, all your secret stuff that you don't want anyone else to see. I copy that so I have a copy. Mm, okay. You, you pay me a bunch of money in Bitcoin, and I promise I'll, I'll unscramble your files. Right. Now, if you pay me money and I don't unscramble your files, 
you're going to tell everybody else how you paid the money and nobody scrambled your nobody nobody they nobody did. So then the next person I attack is not going to be so quick to pay me money. Right. So, <laughs> so good customer service counts That's an in, excellent the, point. in the crime world. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and there there are with these ransomware gangs, yeah. they they actually do have chat sessions, chat rooms and and helplines and stuff where you you can you can get help for navigating your way through Bitcoin to make the payments as smooth as possible. They, okay. They, there's a whole there's a whole a whole underground economy around this stuff. Now, I've, this one of the uh, high-profile attacks that have taken place have been <clears throat> like from a, uh, I think it was a Russian crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these attacks, and uh, I don't know if you follow the the political aspect of this or, or not, but apparently President Biden had a discussion with Russian uh, President Vladimir yeah, Putin yeah, over yeah, this. Yeah. Don't know what came of it, but of course, Putin, being Putin, denies that well, he has he any knowledge of it. You know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. On the Russians, if you read read um, read a lot of a lot of this stuff, which I do, the it's not ne- the Russian crime gangs are not necessarily in cahoots with the Russian government. Not necessarily. It's a little more subtle than that. The deal is, if you want, if if I'm I'm Putin, if you want to operate here in Russia, just don't attack our stuff. Attack somebody else's stuff. Okay. And so that's what they call the Russian free market, ladies. And yeah, gentlemen. the Russian. Yeah, yeah. Free, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now this is another left-handed thing. One possible defense is. On your on your keyboard language, mm-hmm. add Cyrillic as a second language on your keyboard. Okay, and then and then if Russian attackers notice that you have a Cyrillic keyboard. Maybe they'll leave you alone. That was flaky when I read about it, and it's it's flaky when I say it on the air too. But it it, it can hurt. So it's it's a it's a <laughs> it's a dorky tactical tactic to try. So what can you tell us about this uh, most recent high profile hack, uh, the Casia? The Casia one, okay. yeah, K A S E Y A. I don't imagine any of your listeners have heard of Casilla. And so you need uh, there's a couple layers here. If you think when I first saw the word I thought it was Kenya. <laughs> yeah. Like, no no no, Casilla, Casilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. You look yeah. at it quick it looks like Kenya, but Casilla, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Okay, let's start start with start with Small Business USA. So a small business owner probably doesn't run their own payroll system. They probably contract with somebody to do payroll. And so the way they connect to the payroll system is they visit a website and they and they and and the payroll company takes care of all that stuff because payroll is complicated and the rules change all the time. Sure, right? HR the same way. Ten, twenty, thirty person company doesn't have an HR department. They contract with somebody to do HR stuff. Sure, there's a bazillion different business specialties for aspects like that, and there's companies that take care of it. They run a service called MSP, Managed Service Provider. Not Minneapolis, St. Paul Airport. Not the airport, no. Yeah, Managed (laughs) Service Provider. Okay. So managed service providers have these data centers, and they have these banks of servers, and they need need stuff to to help them manage these server farms. That's where Casilla comes in. So Casilla has a software, a piece of software they call VSA, and VSA does remote management and monitoring of servers. Casilla's customers are MSPs, managed service providers. Okay. Businesses are managed service provider customers. So, so the attack is against is is up is up and upstream in the supply chain against Casilla's customers. Customers. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now here's what. So the rush the 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 attackers got in somehow got in uh, exploited zero day vulnerabilities. I'll get zero day in a second. It, it, a zero-day vulnerability. We'll do it now. A zero-day vulnerability is just—it's a—it's a software bug that the world hasn't found out yet. These guys found out about the zero-day vulnerability that Casilla had. They got inside it. They got inside the VSA software. They planted malicious, 
malicious pieces of software that Casilla then spread to all their customers unwittingly. And that's why thousands of businesses around the world got hit with this stuff. There's a Swedish grocery store that had to stay closed for two or three or four or five days, whatever it was, until their point-of-sale system company got themselves cleaned up. And so the, the attack, the payload of this attack was ransomware. So thousands of businesses around the world had got this message, pay us, pay us money to unscramble your files. Right. Or <laughs> the attackers got really bold. The attackers posted a post that said, you know what? If we get a one-time payment of $70 million in Bitcoin, $70 million, just let that brew for a minute, mm-hmm. $70 million in Bitcoin, well, then we'll release a, uh, an unscramble key for everybody. Okay. <laughs> Who wow. says crime doesn't pay? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So I guess... You know, this is something that when we talk about these high-profile ha- hacks, mm-hmm. we always want to want to cover this aspect of it, and that is quite simply, what more do companies need to do to protect themselves against this? I mean, these are running <clears throat> rampant. We hear of these constantly, and people are like, do they not have the proper technological Here's- patches? I mean, what 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 needs to be done to ensure this doesn't mm-hmm. continue to happen? Mm-hmm. Because this is. Billions upon billions of dollars, these businesses are taking hits, yeah. and that's a this that's stuff an is, impact on their uh, on the economy. Greg Scott. Oh yeah, it's it's a it may it might even be trillions by now. Yeah, this stuff is nothing new. These cyber the, the attacks like the ones we that we just described with Casilla and and the other one, the Microsoft the Microsoft Principle or one print nightmare attacks and vulnerabilities. This stuff has been going on since there's been technology. This stuff is like thirty or forty or fifty years old. Sure, and. We're we're hearing about it in the news finally, and everybody's up in arms, and and Biden and Putin are going to talk about it, like yeah, like those guys haven't, like those guys can do anything, right? And 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 that's that's not politics. That's just that's just presidential stuff. The right. president, the presidents are not going to stop the cybercrime business. So, where I'm going with this is these attacks have been have been going on for a long time. We have right now, today, this minute, right now, we have the tools and the technology and the expertise to put this crap to a halt. We have the ability to stop it right now, today, this minute. The one thing we need is the desire to actually do something about it. And when we say enough is enough and, and, and we get tired of being plundered, we can fix it. I've got, there, I've got tactical tips to fix it, and other people have tactical. We all have the same tactical tips to fix it. You just got to actually do it instead of talking about doing it. Stop talking and start doing, then we'll get it done. I, I mean, you you hear about these uh, you, these attacks, <laughs> and they make the, all the major news outlets and what have you, and you hear about the untold millions, yeah. billions, even trillions aggregate losses through mm-hmm. all these companies have suffered. And if that doesn't provide an incentive, I don't know what does, Greg Scott. What is, what is the primary reason in your mind for the hesitance? Everybody thinks that it will happen to somebody else and uh-huh. it won't happen to them. It's it's the old it's the old uh, the old you know everybody thinks I'm smarter than everybody else. I anecdotal stories. I went to talk, I I tried to get in front of a group in Kansas City that that um, well just a group in Kansas City. So Kansas City is like 400 miles from here. Drive to Kansas City. Spend money for a hotel, spend money for meals to talk to this group. I was willing to do that. Sure. And one of the one of the ladies in this group responded back to me, and she said, "You know, my husband works for an IT department. I already know everything there is to know about security. You don't have anything of value to add because I already know everything words, there is yeah. to know." Yeah, famous last words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see that attitude a lot. Mm. I see. I we we either don't take our enemy seriously enough, 
or we or we panic and we crawl into our shell and we take our enemy too seriously. Well, you don't underestimate our enemy because because the attackers out there are smart mm-hmm. and they get smarter every day and they collaborate with each other. Right. We isolate ourselves. Bad guys, bad guys spend all day long probing good guys. They spend all night long collaborating with each other to make tomorrow's probes better. Good guys, we isolate ourselves. We crawl into our shell and we and and we don't talk about it because it's an ongoing investigation and other weenie excuses. So we isolate ourselves and so we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. That's one thing. Right. Another thing is it's technology. We don't want to be slaves to technology. We don't want computers to run our lives. And so we pretend that we're not that we don't depend on technology as much as we do and then we get burned for it. So people Open your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I don't know what it, what it takes. We see all these high-profile hacks and, and losses. I mean, if, if you're talking about, uh, well, like, you know, we alluded to the Colonial Pipeline. Mm-hmm. I mean. They paid $5 million to yeah. the attackers. And then, we, and then we think the government did, did a great thing by finding a way. The FBI found a way to get $3 million of it back. Yeah, right. Well, Colonial Pipeline's still out $2 million, and they didn't get any value for that. The, 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 decri- the, the decryption algorithms were slower than just restoring, restoring everything from backups. Yeah, and that's an excellent point. And, but, you know, the Colonial Pipeline, I mean, fuel pipelines. Yeah, they're worth a few bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you would think they would have the resources, the wherewithal to protect against these. And when yet they leave themselves vulnerable, when they're vulnerable, that that to me, I don't know what else it would take. That would speak volumes in that if a company like that with the resources they have is vulnerable like that, what's to say that you're protected from these attacks, Greg Scott? You it's know? not a big versus small thing. It's a quality thing. Yeah. <clears throat> you remember Sony Pictures? Sony sure. p- that made movies. Yeah. They made that one stupid movie about they're going to assassinate Kim Jong Un. I remember, yeah, yeah, and and so the North Koreans got inside their network and 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 just shut them down. They sent them back to the to the to the nineteenth century for a couple weeks. Right. The reason they did that was Sony Pictures was sloppy. Yeah. And so if you want you want to look at the most powerful people in the world for cybersecurity. It's not Vladimir Putin and it's not Joe Biden. It's not presidents. It's not the CIA or the NSA or the FBI or the Department of Homeland Security. If you want to look at the most powerful person in cybersecurity, get out a mirror and look inside that mirror. It's a, it's, it's a personal quality thing, and it's on each of us. That's just the way it is. And don't, don't hide behind, oh, gee, I don't know anything about technology. I don't know how computers work. You know what? That's a weenie excuse. This is 2021. You got your driver's license when you were 16 years old. You're not a mechanic, but you know how to drive a car. Mm-hmm. We use computers today for pretty much everything. Yeah. If you buy stuff online, you use the computer and you use the Internet. Take the personal responsibility and learn about the dangers that you face and learn how to defend against it. There's plenty, plenty of material to look at. This is where I'll put in a website plug. Is that okay? Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go to my website, D as in Daniel, dgregscott.com. Click on the big red button. I've got tactical tips I'll send to you. I've got automation that just sends that stuff to you. But I can send it to you till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> you got to read it. Absolutely. And then you have to act on it. 
Once again, we are joined by the aforementioned D. Greg Scott. Again, his website, dgregscott.com. That's D as in Daniel, dgregscott.com. And, of course, uh, world-famous author, too. Well, I don't know, world-famous. Working on it. Working on it. Uh, <laughs> author, two uh, fine books, uh, Bullseye, Breach, and Virus Bomb. You could also find those on his website as well. Uh, taking one final break here when we come back, uh, one final segment on the broadcast with our technology wonk, Greg Scott. And if you'd like to comment or question, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Grant Carlson, the closer, with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, 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 yeah. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give godtube.com a try. 
GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. I'm just an old jukebox jockey spending my time. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. We have one final short segment here on the broadcast. So we may have a time for a call, 651-289-4488, if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Joined in studio by a uh, friend of the broadcast and technology wonk, uh, D. Greg Scott. Check out his fine website. That's D as in Daniel, dgregscott.com. Dan, you, uh, Greg, you said you wanted to read the <laughs> excerpt for uh, Dan. Our friend Dan from Hopkins is on line one. If you want to read that excerpt on the screen, go ahead. Hey, Dan, how are you? So Dan says, with everything else being hacked, how come you don't believe the election was? Yeah, Dan from Hopkins, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So Dan, Thank you, guys. You're welcome. We, we, we were just talking about, about you during the break, too, man. So, yeah, well, Greg, Greg hey. wanted to give you a shout-out, actually, Dan. Yeah. yeah. My ears are ringing. My ears are ringing. <laughs> oh, you're famous, man. But here's the answer. Here's the answer. you got to make your decisions based on facts, not based on, based on what somebody, on a, somebody somewhere says on the Internet. Make your decision based on facts. That's, that's the answer. I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I'm doing. And so and I mean I guess just the optics. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing the left how vile they are and the mafia. Mm-hmm. And they, they in many cases they've colluded. Um it would seem to be personally per, perfectly reasonable to assume or to see per J- Jovan Pulitzer that the machines were online and that um the election was hacked and one of the reasons one of the evidence pieces of evidence is they these official election officials will not turn over the routers. Oh, and, and yeah, routers we, we went. Yeah, I, I did some homework on that. The, the, the Arizona the Arizona audit. The, okay, the Arizona the router thing. If you if you turn over the routers, you shut down the whole Maricopa County. The county can't operate anymore because the routers are gone. They can't route pack. They can't do network traffic anymore. That's a the 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 Senate the the, the Karen Fine. That's her, the Senate president Karen wanted fan, yeah. fan Karen Fan. Yeah, sorry, she wanted the routers. The sheriff of Maricopa County. The sheriff said no. Said that's a dumb idea. Pretty much everybody else said that's a dumb idea. What does the idea. sheriff know about it? Well, the sheriff knows that he needs network connections to operate. The sheriff also knows that he's got information about about crimes that doesn't need to be public, and he doesn't want to turn that over to Karen Fan, who wants to, who wants to make all that public. Well, would that be on the routers? Isn't no, the, routers the, the crime information wouldn't be on the routers. The routing information would be on the routers, and it's meaningless anyway. The routers aren't going to keep logs from six or seven months ago, and if they want logs, just get the logs, which they already have anyway. But here's there's an even okay. more fundamental problem in Arizona. The, the 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 audit team that audit team that's auditing right now they're incompetent yeah. they're they're no they're not oh well they they no, don't know how to clone a hard drive that that would that should tell you what you need to know right there the the database is missing well, news, the, D- the D- reason D- the but... database was missing was they cloned the hard drive wrong that 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 shoots their credibility out the window right now 
I'm just eating popcorn. Well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll just have to wa- hide and watch and see how it turns out. Yeah, they were supposed to be done like May 23rd, and it's they July are, They 12th. are done. They are they done? They are done, but the left, the, yeah, the left yeah, is I gearing know. up with massive amount of attorneys, a lot of leftist money. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you a conservative, D, Greg, or are you a liberal? I'm a, I'm a technology person. I do technology no, what, for a living. What's your political view? Are you liberal or are you are you conservative? <sighs> Should I talk about this on the air? If you like, we got about we only got about a couple of minutes. I'm a conservative. There you go. I'm a conservative, question. and I I think that we the people are smarter than big government. I don't want somebody from Washington D.C. telling me how to live my life, whether that person has orange hair or white hair. I don't want any of them telling me how to live my life. But you, but you want our, you want our elections to have integrity. Yes, and I you do. You want them to follow the rule of law. Yes, I do. Which and did it, not happen in this lax election with well, the mail-in ballot. Well, so you say, but that, but there's not been any evidence. Sixty court no, cases said no. Legislatures, legislatures have to make law, not judges. An election official, and that's that's, that's your, correct. Yeah, that's you're one hundred percent, Dan. And that's why a lot of the judges didn't want to hear the cases because yeah. the legislators made the law. And that's just it. I mean, we we saw this here in Minnesota where uh, Steve Simon, Secretary of State, part of the executive branch, unilaterally changed laws, saying, "Well, as long as it's postmarked November third, ballots can come in three weeks after you know after election day, as long as they're postmarked November third. And a judge slapped his hand and said. Uh, no, you can't rewrite election laws, executive branch. That's not how that works. So that's what had. So that happened here in Minnesota. And so what many legislatures have done, Florida, Texas, uh, Georgia, have addressed election laws, putting putting them in statute, saying this is what has to happen going forward. And of course, they get chided as uh, suppressing the vote, but that's another story entirely. But yeah, Dan, you're exactly right. These laws have to be put in place. There can, as the judge in this Minnesota case said, there is no pandemic exception to the Constitution. You can't usurp uh, the legislative branches. But, um, you know, that's something we open up a can of worms. We only got 30 seconds to go. <laughs> Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, a cash call mortgage, NMLS ID, 128231, lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 
That's 800-482-8399. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com am 1280